Welcome to Tea for Lunch, the show where we serve up the news you need to know in 15 minutes or less. If you're new here, every week we'll come at you with a main story covering some sort of marketing angle. Could be a summary of new technology, breaking news in the industry, or trends that we're watching. Uh, you can catch this show on Instagram Live Thursdays around 12.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Today, 1 p.m. Um, or you can listen to the replay every Friday morning on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever wherever you listen to your podcasts. Yes, and we're actually coming to YouTube as well soon, so you'll get to watch all these like full replays over on YouTube. So go follow the Hello Arcade channel to check that out. So let's introduce ourselves. We've never been on the show before. If you want to go first. Uh, yeah, I'm Harrison. Uh, I'm a graphic designer at Arcade, so um, I am rarely in front of the camera. Uh, but it's super nice to be here. I'm, I'm excited to do a tea for lunch. I, yes. I watch them happen every week and I'm like, these are so cool. This is such a cool concept. So, um, you know, I'm excited to be hosting. It's my first time and hopefully not my last. <laughs> Amazing. Yes. Sign up on the schedule. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, I'm Morgan. I have gotten away with not being on the show for 32 episodes, but I guess I'm here now, but I work behind the scenes. I'm a content producer here. So I help with our podcast. I also help with email, um, and all that kind of good stuff. So I'm usually standing right behind this phone, um, and kind of laughing at what all the guests are doing. So it's a little funny to be on this side, but <laughs> Uh, Thanks for having us. The tide turns for us all. The tide was, I turns. feel like it was only about time that you were in front of a Eventually, yeah. yes. <laughs> all right, should we jump into our first story? Let's do it. So our first story of the day, uh, PacSun has partnered with the first ever viral influencer, Lil Michaela. PacSun and Michaela will collaborate on social content, amplifying the brand's back-to-school and 2022 holiday campaigns. As a leader within the metaverse, the addition of virtual influencers into PacSun's campaign initiatives is a natural progression for the retailer, just given their relationship with the metaverse. PacSun aims to further strengthen the connection with its core demographic, who are exploring a bit more of a digital space. And Michaela became a phenomenon in 2016 when the 19-year-old robot based in Los Angeles appeared on Instagram and almost immediately went viral. Yes. So since then, Michaela has been on a billboard in Times Square, was named Time Magazine's most influential person on the internet, and has millions of followers. She is known for her authenticity, <laughs> inclusivity, and youthful style. Yes, and I realized something I left out of the script with there was she's the first AI viral influencer, yes. not the first viral <laughs> influencer. Um, but I have some thoughts on this. So first, I think from like the business perspective, it's an interesting choice to be able to completely design your perfect like brand ambassador. So I can see from the business perspective, it's very like low risk. You can have like a whole team behind this AI and like lots of diverse voices and make sure that this person is person is like really what your brand wants to represent right but then I just think from like the human perspective the parasocial relationship is already so blurry and so weird that I just kind of worry that now we're creating these people online who first of all are actually a team they're like a marketing product but we're looking at them as though they're people and they're getting things like all these awards and with little Michaela too, they like promote that she's very like anti-gun violence and she supports BLM and all that, which is great. But like she's an AI and like there isn't a risk of gun violence for her. And also this is my rant. My last point is that she is doing this for a fashion brand. So I feel like they're also taking like a very 
curated body, all the clothing is going to fit like exactly how they want. And I just kind of worry of like what we're doing there. Yeah, no, I I agree. I agree 100%. Like, I don't know, on one hand, from like a business perspective, I, I think it is really cool that, you know, companies, especially like clothing and accessory companies are, are able to have this entirely new marketplace, you know, where it's like virtually you can own this thing that like maybe in real life you wouldn't be able to afford. Like I'm imagining, I don't know, like a, like a meta, like Birkin bag or like something. Have you seen Dress X? Yes, I have seen Dress X. So it's like Dress Yeah, yeah, I think they're great. I've been trying to get them to come talk on one of our shows. It's really cool stuff. It is that idea where you can basically get clothes that look so realistic that for your like zoom meetings and stuff you could you mm-hmm. could still wear them and they've been doing like covers of magazines totally so, okay so yeah no but I yeah see that point. I, I agree like and i think having the virtual person be the face of like something that's existing within a virtual world is like i feel like it just matches up it would be weird to see like a real life model kind of like spliced into the metaverse like advertising like fake sunglasses or whatever totally um but counterpoint it kind of feels like a little dystopian. Yes. And I feel like, you know, Web3 is still really in its early days. And I it, it just feels a little strange to me that, like, the immediate thing that we're going to with Web3 is just kind of like, all right, now you can now you can buy stuff. You know, like, yeah. I feel like yeah. it just it, it feels like a little bit like there's not the established like social aspect in web three yet. It's like immediate capitalism, which to me just kind of feels like a little bit like, like exactly what we would do. (laughs) Yeah. Like a little bit skynetty, but but. is it web three? Because she's on Instagram and she's like on like times and like in like, yeah, I mean, in times square. So that's, that isn't that still web two. I guess so. So we're like, I think we got to take a class, (laughs) a collective class on Web3. This is a common (laughs) recurring topic on this show. But I feel like we're taking like something that maybe would make sense in that kind of Web3 world, but putting them into the Web2. And I just think, I don't know, it gives me bad vibes. Yeah. I just look at it as like, there's so many opportunities of like things that we can explore with the technology that we're kind of like putting towards the metaverse and to be just like, oh, hey, buy this. It's like, it feels like, oh, well, we're skipping like some pretty crucial steps here. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. And I just think for fashion, like this isn't what the clothing is actually going to look like on a real person. Yeah. And w- she does have like a pretty classically like thin body and like all the clothes sit just right. And like, there's no, nothing's out of place. So I don't know. I feel a little bit weird about that, but yeah. let us know what you think. Should we move on to our next one? Let's do it. Okay. We've got some Instagram updates and forgive me. I've got to go over these cause we've got a little bit of a list. So, uh, there's three new features for reels on Instagram. There's an add yours sticker that gives attribution to trend creators. There's now the ability to cross post a reel, um, from Instagram to Facebook. There are new and improved insights for reels on Facebook. So you can look at reach, the average view, um, average view time, et cetera. And then our friend Adam also posted a video reminding everyone that there's multiple feeds we can all be looking at. So the following, the favorites and kind of our general algorithm feed. Um, And he noted as well that there is a not interested and a snooze button available for all that recommended content everybody's loving. (laughs) (laughs) We do love the the AI recommended content. Love it. Yes, love it. Um, Yeah, I guess kind of first off, like, I'm very excited to see that, like, you know, there's proper content attribution being recognized from upstairs. Right. Because I feel like that's something that content creators have kind of had to 
battle for for a long time. I just don't really ever think that's like something that we really established in the internet. Is mm-hmm. just kind of like, hey, like intellectual property and that kind of thing, you know, where like I don't know. I I it, it makes me feel hopeful mm-hmm. that, you know, we're we're seeing someone from kind of like the the top of the Instagram food chain be like, hey, this is important. Yeah. Like, you know, like attribution and, and credit is important. And so for me, I'm just kind of like, oh, okay, like maybe being like a freelance content creator like isn't necessarily like a lost cause because our our intellectual property is like being respected, right? Totally. So, yeah. 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 It does feel like it's a little bit just of a wild world on there with that we're just kind of learning as we go definitely and i think too it's like though i have a really interesting relationship with kind of like my my push and pull with instagram um i feel like even with it evolving so much in recent years again it is really nice to kind of like see adam listen to like audience feedback and user feedback and then be like okay, well, what if I make these changes so that like you're a little bit happier with it? Like, especially going back to that post that like Kylie Jenner and a lot of people were sharing where it's like, just show me my friend, show me my feed. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like, you know, we're kind of being heard in this echo chamber of this app by the person who's like responsible for a lot of these changes. So it's nice that there's like that back and forth communication. It does feel to me like the only time I've actually ever felt like an app was listening to people and like maybe they're not getting it all right, but it does feel like there's actually like an effort being put in to respond. Mm-hmm. I will say I didn't know these features didn't exist. I, <laughs> I don't work on our social team here, so I only kind of post my own stuff online. And I didn't realize you couldn't like cross promote or cross post and that we didn't have these insights. So my heart goes out to our social team. And I'm so sorry for that. Yeah, so this story is a little bizarre. (laughs) Um, Google has allegedly announced some layoffs coming. Um, Like many tech companies, Google is not necessarily seeing the profits that they would prefer. Um, And the company has reportedly extended its hiring freeze this month. Um, And they've also allegedly been threatening employees with layoffs if... um, if Q3 results don't go up and with an executive reportedly saying workers needed to either boost their performance or prepare to leave blood on the streets, which I think is quite, um, um, I don't even know what to say about that, that one. Paints a picture. Yeah, that, that does paint a picture. Um, we've obviously been seeing a lot of tech layoffs happening and we've been talking about that on the show for the past few weeks, but to hear something that extreme, first of all, this is allegedly because, Um, I wasn't able to 100% confirm this story, but it was covered quite a few places. And I just think that shows like what that work environment has turned to. Don't you think Google's always been so idolized for having that like fun, carefree work environment where you work hard, but you like get really rewarded? I don't know. I don't know. I But at the same time, it's like, I think kind of going back to like the point that you made in the first story, it's like how much of that is kind of this like parasocial reputation that we've placed totally. on them, right? Like they are still like a massive tech business that, yeah. you know, they they are kind of at the helm of a lot of things and they, yeah. they need results. Well, and seeing too how many tech companies are having layoffs, I feel like we're maybe getting to the end of this trend of kind of idolizing these companies as workplaces and being able to recognize that like they are workplaces and they're not like above anybody else and they still need to be held accountable for how they're treating their employees. Yeah. 100%. Like, I don't know. I'm not too well versed in when it comes to like the, the behind the scenes of like tech businesses and stuff, but Mm -hmm. it kind of seems like 
there is this really big shift, whether it's like the way people are portraying these companies or even just these grassroots companies making a lot of really intent, like innovation intensive um, discoveries and these kind of like top established businesses like Google are kind of seeing this really like stagnant, like homo- like homeostasis. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's, it's, I don't know. I feel like the pendulum is just kind of starting to swing in another direction and it's 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 interesting but also kind of scary to see. Yeah, it is. And we need to keep going cuz we got a couple more stories, totally. but I just want to read Mel's comment, read the room Google. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Like people are so burned out, people are tired, they're trying and like you can only do what you can do at yeah, the end of the like day. Google, so. you can't be using that kind of language. That's intense. No, not okay. Okay, um, we have a quick little story for, with Kanye. So there's some weird things going on in the world of designer fashion. Kanye's new collab with Gap and Balenciaga, Yeezy Gap, was literally displayed in giant black fracta, I think it's pronounced, bags around the store. The store notes that they were like starting to hang up all the garments and then Kanye told them, no, absolutely not. Like we're just putting them in these giant bags and if you haven't seen this i'd recommend looking it up because i personally think this is like peak comedy (laughs) i'm sure there's like a deeper meaning to it than that but to me i think this is just like i think a lot of what kanye does is hilarious (laughs) yeah i mean like i don't know i i feel like i have a strange relationship with kanye but 100 i will always like defend the fact that he is like a modern renaissance man um yeah and as funny as his kind of, you know, multiple like specific neuroses are when it comes to the way he wants things done. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I also just kind of respect the fact that he's like doing something different. Like I feel like you walk into a gap store and you see these massive bags with all of like this, these Yeezy pieces. It's like, you know, it's like you're not going to get another designer who's, who's really doing that, especially in the same way that like Kanye working with Balenciaga and the gap on this are like, He's kind of staying true to a point he made in an interview a while ago about um, how, like, he does want the Yeezy brand to, like, become more accessible over time. And I don't really think we're at the current point of, like, universal, like, accessibility. But um, just seeing him just kind of still bring his vision to a store like The Gap, it's like, it's, mm-hmm. it is no pun intended, but it, but it is like bridging that gap between like high fashion and, and kind of like ready to wear stuff. And I'm, just, I'm, I'm with that. I'm with it. I'm with it. I love a pun. I think too, it's a really good example of like just staying true to your brand and your brand's kind of method. And the Yeezy brand is always doing something interesting. Totally. And it's kind of like a funny play too on just how much effort we put into like displaying clothing. And I just think about like the way my clothing ends up in a pile on the floor at my house. Totally. And it's kind of interesting to see this like really expensive clothing that people are going to like buy no matter how it's displayed. And totally. just seeing yeah. it displayed that way was interesting to me. I mean, it's, it's, it's brutalist fashion. And I, and I think the way it's being displayed is like very industrial, very brutalist, you know, and it kind of like yep. fits the Yeezy aesthetic. So I'm like, Oh, I'm, I'm and surprised it's not just it. like, yeah, I'm surprised <laughs> like it's not like the, the hoodies being displayed, like molded within a bunch of like concrete blocks in the middle of the store. Oh, okay. <laughs> you got to chip your way in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's how you get it. <laughs> you, you get to the it. center. It's free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. All right. Well, I think that's all we've got for today. So thank you so much for joining us. Now that we've wet your palate, go eat something more substantial. Cheers. 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 Cheers.